Namaste. So this is a very interesting question which, as a reflection. What happens when your consciousness is identified with the divine within you? This is relatively easier. This can happen initially in moments. There are moments when suddenly the consciousness can feel identified with the divine and it brings with it both the certitude of absolute knowledge, the sense of eternity, the peace that nothing can touch, the inalienable bliss. So all this comes spontaneously. It is the result of this union. And as the mother says in one of the prayers, so long as the union lasts, there is this absolute sense of omniscience and omnipotence. But this remains for a while. Then there are, because we are not just the uh, soul and the divine within, but there are other parts. And in Shurabindu's yoga, the goal is to take all of these children together. So there is the, like the waxing and waning of the moon. After some time, this state goes back and we are back to, looks like square one, but it's not square one. So every time it is to a new poise, to a new part which is not touched by that splendor. Every time that part is extracted back, one back for the divine. This is the yoga where you know Swarat and Samrat. The first is Swarat, then Samrat. You extend this inner state into other parts. So the heart which is prone to grief, it becomes freed from grief. The mind which is prone to doubts, it becomes freed from all doubts. The will which is prone to stumbles, becomes freed from all stumbles. And the body which is prone to disease and, of course, death, becomes freed from that. So this has to become a two-way traffic. So the union and followed by entry into these parts, for which whole life is a field of experience. So now comes this other part of the question. So what does one feel, uh, what happens to love and devotion? Two things. One, which we read just now, that this love which is felt for the divine, changes into divine love, turned towards earth and humanity. So if we trace the journey of love, love is the original power that has gone into creation. It starts pulling creation. So it creates, you know, stones and atoms by the power of love. They start binding together. It brings life and love as its own expression in living forms, which is to a force that attracts and joins and brings a new offspring. That's what in the living worlds. Then it climbs further and in the heart it takes the form of affection, care, sympathy. And in the mind it takes the form of seeking for the divine, attraction for the divine. And then it goes still deeper in the psychic, it blossoms as love for the divine. So love that had gone into the creation becomes love for the divine. Now when love for the divine is born, one is in the last uh, stages of being finished. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then this love for the divine takes towards union with the divine. So one begins to feel the divine presence. Now what happens to that love? Because love is the power which is active upon earth, one may withdraw into that state of bliss. Or there are those to whom, for various inexplicable reasons, the mission is to manifest the divine upon earth. So they turn towards earth in an act of tremendous compassion. This is one thing which we read today, that this compassion blossoms in the heart. Then all this idea that this is good, this is bad, even toward that which is uh, seemingly foul and wicked, even there the power of love reaches 
and it begins to change because that's got the power. There is a beautiful passage in Savitri toward the end where uh, when the boon is given to Savitri, uh, one line which is there, one of my favorite lines is, My fiercest masks shall my strongest attractions bring. Why would she be attracted towards masks which are fierce? And the mother says, since childhood, these asuras were around her, chasing her. And she took them along because she knew that one of the work is to convert them. So she brought them along that yes, I have to convert these these fellows. So this love can go to that extent that even in the most densest darkness, it is able to see the divine presence and pull it out. Just because it is seeing it, the divine presence begins to, it's like an activation if I may use that word. So this is one thing which happens to love. Second is because the body also wants to experience what one has experienced inside. Then comes the joy, the double joy of bowing down, prostrating, doing pranam to the photo or looking at the picture because the body wants to participate in this inner movement. So this is the second aspect for the fullness of the yoga. It's not that it ceases. Some people believe like that. That well, when you realize the divine, what is the use, what is the need of samadhi, they don't understand. So sometimes you have to give a very practical example. If you love someone, this love is sacred, it's in your heart, isn't it? But time to time you also like to look at the photo. Why? It is the truth of the heart, but this truth of the heart becomes more complete when you look at the photo. Even the outer senses suddenly rejoice. So this is what happens when one has identified with the imminent divine. I am not talking of the three layers, three levels, because each, each brings its own result. And frankly speaking, one cannot engage in the manifestation unless one has to an extent universalized the consciousness. Not possible. And truly speaking, unless there is some touch of the transcendent, that's why we see in this uh, bird, blue bird, Garuda, the wings are into the transcendent, in the ineffable light. That's what we see in the Vishwarup Darshan. That there is all around that ineffable light where the form is almost merging. So you have all these states simultaneously, meaning thereby if there is a need for whatever reason, you can always withdraw into that state of inner union and get rejuvenated. Because now the door is opened for good. Or you can lean towards earth and manifest this love. And at the same time, wherever you see something of that glory manifest, you rejoice in it. Because you discover the divine whom you have discovered within in countless ways in creation. So it becomes many, many, many fold. One love becoming the manifold unity of the divine through multiplicity. One line of one of the poems, bhakti poems I had uh, heard long time back. It's in Bengali. I love only um, that one line. Rest of all was a little more difficult <clears throat> or I don't remember it now. But the line was, Amar Eke Krishna Man Bharena I am not satisfied with one Krishna. Amar Anant Krishna Dubejai. I am drowning myself in infinite Krishnas. One Krishna is not enough. Inside you have found Krishna. 
infinite Krishna, Amaranth Krishna Dubechari. And there is another one with of Narsi Mehta where he sings, Nikhil Brahmand me ek tohi hari. So this love multiplies itself, this union, state of union with the divine. It brings out all the divine essence, the qualities. You begin to be shaped. This is what is called a sadharmagati. You begin to have the divine nature spontaneously. Sadrishigati, where your being becomes one with the being of the divine. One with the status of the divine. Salokya gati. And one with the nearness of the divine. Samipya. All these different Sayuj union with the divine, they bring all this constant nearness. It's a tremendous release because if, they, if this union gets established, whatever a person speaks in that state of union is a tathastu without doing anything. Simply because now you are speaking as not even a representative of the divine, but you can use the word for the sake of one with the divine. And the mother gives that example very beautifully. She says, you know, people do all this healing, this pranic healing, this healing, that healing. She says, this is not the right way. Because here you are bringing the ego. I must heal the person. I must use a process. She says, if you are identified with the divine, then you will be moved by the will inside, the divine will. And all that you have to say or even think, may he be cured and he'll be cured. But it will never do something contrary to the divine will. It's not like you'll start doing magic and miracles, healing everybody, curing everybody, because that will upset the balance of the world. That's contrary to progress. So that is the beautiful... And of course, the, the unreality of death becomes very obvious. Even union with the psychic being leads to the sense of immortality. And with the union with the divine within, one thing that happens for sure is the complete unreality of death. It doesn't exist. So these are some of the changes or uh, what shall I say, states that develop as one identifies with the divine. Namaste.